0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best.
1: Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host, I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. I hope that you guys like mothers, because this week's episode is all about your mom and my mom and all moms everywhere. In the lead-up to Mother's Day, I did a bunch of little mini-interviews with recent guests on Obsessed to see how they felt about the woman who bore and or raised them. As always, you also hear our co-producer, Sarah Meyer, interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles in seeing how they feel about their moms. Do they love them? Hate them? Are they racked with guilt for not calling them? Do they believe their mother could beat my mother in a fight? We will find out. But before we dive deep into almost Freudian levels of motherly obsession, we've got a brief history of Mother's Day. Our co-producer, Sarah Meyer, who you'll remember from the other thing I just said, compiled all of this information out of reliable historical texts and Wikipedia. Do with that as you will. Mother's Day was founded back—you know what? Screw that. Founded sounds too technical. Mother's Day was conceived and willfully pushed out of the womb of imagination by social activist Anna Jarvis, who got the idea for the holiday when her own mother passed away in 1905. Thanks to Anna, we are all doomed to seem like lousy children for centuries to come. What did you get, your mom? Well, like a $15 gift card to Outback Steakhouse. What did Anna get her mom? A national motherfucking holiday. Anyway, after many years of campaigning, the holiday finally got some traction in 1908, but get ready to sarcastically clutch your pearls because this is shocking. Politicians were assholes about it. That's right, just in case you thought politicians being heartless monsters was somehow new, they used to hate Mother's Day. On May 10th of 1908, the New York Times had this to report about the no-good goddamn mother-haters in the Senate. On the ground that it might let down the legislative bars to special days in honor of sisters and cousins and aunts, the Senate refused today to take seriously the resolution introduced by Senator Burkett of Nebraska setting aside tomorrow as Mother's Day. So basically, these assholes were yelling... It's a slippery slope way back in 1908. I would love to bring an anti-Mother's Day politician back to life and watch him recoil in just horror and shock at things like National High Five Day and Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's right, asshole. All your paranoid fears came true. We will give a day to anything. I'm going to start a campaign to make August 17th National Slippery Slope Day Take that, oldie-timey politician who came back to life in my imagination. But even though the jerks in Congress were against the holiday, all was not lost. Mark Twain, who most of you will be familiar with as the author of 50% of the quotes your aunt posts on Facebook, was a big fan of Mother's Day. He had your mom's back. The Bakersfield Californian, which is either an old newspaper or a kind of specialty weed, quoted Mark Twain as saying, This is a pleasure and a duty we have long neglected. No thought could be more beautiful than that which prompts every man, woman, and child to pay such a tribute to those dear ones to whom we owe so much. That is an actual quote from Mark Twain. But I've also seen quotes attributed to Mark Twain that just say, I fucking love mimosas, so who knows? Now, Mark Twain was not the only mother-lover out there. Random, oldie-timey humans also supported Mother's Day. Here's a quote from an op-ed piece published in the Vancouver Daily World. The object of the Mother's Day movement is to remind sons and daughters, especially busy, successful men and women, of their selfish neglect of this good parent. Now, to me, this is...
2: A great argument,
1: because you can't have a good holiday without some guilt attached to it. The op-ed went on to say, Mothers have provided the world with more deeds of heroism than the united armies of the universe. Which I enjoy, because it sounds like the blurb for a B-movie called Space Armies versus Your Mom colon Death by Guilt. Back on planet Earth, I bet you're wondering, what did the president think? Well... Then President Theodore Roosevelt thought Mother's Day was a great idea, but he didn't do anything about it. So much like actual childbirth, Roosevelt thought the act of creation sounded fun, but couldn't be bothered to do the actual fucking labor. Yet all was not lost, because after the big, thundering adventure man Theodore Roosevelt left office, he was replaced by President Woodrow Wilson, a self-described mama's boy, who softly, gently put a pen to paper and a middle finger to the haters and made Mother's Day a national holiday. And everyone lived happily ever—of course not. According to Wikipedia, Americans initially celebrated Mother's Day by giving their moms white carnations and actually being nice to them. But Mother's Day quickly got co-opted by the floral, greeting card, and candy industry, and people started to just give their moms impersonal gifts instead of actually honoring them. And as you can imagine, Anna Jarvis, the creator of Mother's Day, was disgusted. Jarvis was quoted as saying, A printed card means nothing except that you are too lazy to write to the woman who has done more for you than anyone in the world. And candy? You take a box to mother and then eat most of it yourself. And then obviously, in the implied subtext, she added you assholes with her eyes. So to those of you who are listening and like Mark Twain, you're enjoying a mimosa, I ask you to raise it, to Anna Jarvis, the awesome woman who gave birth to Mother's Day, only to have Mother's Day turn around and immediately be a disappointment. It's strangely fitting. And speaking of disappointment, here are some quick plugs. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon for as little as one buck a month. Full info on that is on patreon.com slash Scrimshaw, Or... You can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the support our artists button and go buy anything on Amazon and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It doesn't matter what you buy on Amazon. Just do not buy your mom candy like a lazy ass or the ghost of Anna Jarvis will emerge from your computer and strangle you. Finally, shows. I've got a bunch of stand-up shows coming up in Los Angeles, and I'm coming to San Francisco to do some stand-up and a live recording of Obsessed Podcast. That show is on Wednesday, June 22nd at Doc's Lab. My podcast guests will be Rebecca Watson and Bonnie Burton discussing their obsession with Netflix. For tickets and full info on that, go to josephscrimshaw.com live dash shows. But now, sit back. Relax, replenish your mimosa, push away the guilt, and enjoy many different people's obsession with your mom. Obsessed. Amy Spaulding, what is your mom's name?
3: Her name is Pat Spaulding, which people really like her full name. Like, whenever I mention her to friends, yeah. a lot of times they're like, yay, Pat Spaulding!
1: <laughs> what do you think about—Amy um, Spaulding is a nice flowing name. Do you think Pat Spaulding is, sounds even more like an SNL character? Is that why it just sounds like— or, like, a, like a detective. Like I've it sounds never like thought some... about
3: that before, but now I do think it sounds like a detective. Hi,
1: I'm Pat Spalding. It's just a
3: really, I think it's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Spalding's a great, a great last name. I mean, I know that's also my last name, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, check it out. But I had no control over getting that name. So
1: yeah. I think it's an absolutely. About it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great name. Can you just tell me a little bit about what is Pat Spalding like?
3: Uh, Pat. I think Pat Spalding is very cool, like, to the point my first place in LA, I'd like, I'd. flown to LA and picked out a place and had roommates and then flew back home, packed up, and my mom helped me drive my car out here. And my roommates were kind of – I mean, they were weird, which I realized once I moved in, which I think a lot of us go through with our first place here. Yeah. But they were like, if we had met your mom, we would have picked her way before we picked you. Like, we think she's so great.
4: And
3: I thought, well, I do think my – like, my mom is just one of those people who's like – just an interesting nice smart person yeah and i think a little i think i'm those things but i think i'm also like loud sometimes and i don't know mean i don't know i feel like she's like (laughs) me with the edges sanded off and i got all the edges from my dad maybe okay because he was an emotional loud person And I got all that from him.
1: So you feel like Pat Spaulding is a smooth, finished version of Amy Spaulding.
3: Yes, but it's like reverse evolution.
1: (laughs) Like, it's not supposed to go back up the chain. Yeah, Yeah,
3: it's gone. It's gone badly. (laughs) Explain that, Darwin.
1: (laughs) Um, You have a good relationship with your mom. She's a cool mom. Has she ever given you any bad or weird advice that you're like, Mom, that really led me down the wrong path?
3: She doesn't really give me advice. She's really, like, very nurturing, more about, like, giving me pep talks and saying, like... No, you're doing the right thing. Stick with it. I believe in you. But sometimes I think she doesn't realize she has a bias that she's my mom. And so one day she was – I was just – I think we've all been there where we just feel like I don't have anyone in my life. Like people don't like me. I'm, and it's just like a bad Wednesday, you know, it's not like (laughs) reality, but it's like the day you just feel like everything, like work is bad. You had a fight with a friend, like whatever. A lot of things are going weird. Bad Wednesday. And so I was talking to her on the phone and crying and just saying like, I just, I don't feel like people like me. I feel like I'm just like a gross garbage person (laughs) and I don't know what I'm doing. And she says, you know, Amy, I think you're really awesome. And I think a lot of people agree. And I said, you're my mom. Of course you think this. She's <laughs> like, I don't think that's any reason why I think you're great. I think it's entirely unconnected. And then, like, it started to dawn on her. She's like, oh, I mean, I guess, I mean, I am your mom. I guess part of it. The... And I was like, yeah. So do you not think you're biased toward me? And, like, it was, felt like it was just dawning on her for the first time that there could be some. Implicit bias and being someone's mom, and thinking they're they're really awesome.
1: So you helped her have a whole mom epiphany of this I'm is like, how that oh, works. She's okay. Yeah, but... I think I had that with my mom when she insisted for a while on being on the they tease you because they like you thing. Right. And it's like okay, but today they hit me. Did they hit you because they like you? And she's like, well. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah, like, I got thanks, a lot mom. of that
3: growing up. They're just jealous of you. I was like, I don't think they are. <laughs> like, I think I have a lot of things they don't like about me that they would not want to embody themselves. Yeah. They're
1: jealous because you have such a cool mom, Pat <laughs> yeah, Spalding. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe Maybe that's what Pat thought. Uh, if Pat Spalding had a superpower, like a superhero, what would her superpower be?
3: Wait, is this one she'd want or like one that's embodying something already good about her?
1: Either interpretation, whichever you hmm. feel is best.
3: I feel like she would just get tasks done more often or more quickly. <laughs> and I don't mean that that she doesn't. I just feel like every day that I talk to her right now, she's uh, getting her house ready to sell. Okay. And I can just tell it, like, stresses her out so much that there's so many things that have to take, like, multiple days to get done or like multiple appointments from a contractor and i think if she could just like whoosh in and be like the carpet's installed everywhere she would love it
1: so her, her superpower would just be on task
3: yeah like on tap but like i guess beyond like human ability
1: okay yeah beyond like, i'm not yeah. saying
3: she's not getting things done she's doing the best she can but so like
1: her super name would be like taskmaster and yeah. she would never be distracted from anything
3: yes she would love that
1: Cool. Does your mom know what a podcast is?
3: Yes, because she listens to all the ones I do. Okay, so she will listen to this. Yeah, she will definitely listen to this.
1: Thank you, Pat Spaulding. I appreciate that.
3: (laughs) When I did your podcast and, like, I think you asked me what a song was and I sang part of it. Yeah. She called me and says, you know, I do like it when you sing. And it (gasps) felt like she was saying, like, someone else had said that they didn't. And I was like... Why are you saying it like that? And she's like, what? I just like your voice. I mean, I do like your voice. I'm like, no one said they didn't (laughs) like my voice. Literally, we're the only people on this phone call.
1: (laughs) so pat spaulding (laughs) is supportive sometimes to a point of making minor errors that like open up a chink in the mom armor where you can sense there might have been our
3: entire relationship in a nutshell (laughs) she said so many accidentally offending things to me where i've been like that's it i can't talk to you and like i hang up and then of course i feel awful because we've all misspoken yes it's just sometimes her phrasing yeah it gets me
1: i understand (laughs) I'm sitting here with Mr. John Roca, hey, asking everybody. him about his mom.
5: Oh, so what is your mom's full name, John? It's uh, Nieves Julia Rosado Rocha.
1: That is really, really awesome, <laughs> and I'm not going to try to repeat it, out of basic respect.
5: <laughs> well, she goes by Julia. Julia. Uh, yeah, she's been a hairdresser for 35 years. A hairdresser. Yeah, she's felt that Julia is the best way to go in this country because a lot of people have a hard time saying Nieves. Okay. Yeah. Uh how, so she's is she still a hairdresser? Uh yes, actually. Just doing about 3 days a week, not that much. She had hip surgery recently. Okay. And, you know, I've told her she's got to slow down, you know, she's in her 70s now. She just loves to work. My, you know, my mom and my dad were workers. You know, my dad worked until he passed away, and so my mom's the same way. She's very much a like the work ethic is very deep within my family. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So do you have a good relationship with Julia? Absolutely. I love my mom dearly. Yeah, we've we've never had any kind of, you know, I always had the struggles with my dad, but never with my mom. My mom was always so positive and supportive and still laid the hammer down when she needed to, um, but always, like, just always understood when I had pain or when I had issues, when I had stuff I had to work through. Okay. She's always great. And the thing is, I never thought I had a lot in common with my mom until my dad died. And then when my father passed, all of a sudden, I found how surprisingly how many characteristics of my mom that I had and I couldn't see that because I was so caught up with my dad okay that I didn't see how similar I am to my mom and that's really really brought us together as a very strong strong relationship now
1: do you feel like uh, parts of her that she showed parts of herself emotionally that she hadn't uh,
5: yeah I think and also for me I think I noticed like the, her like she left Bolivia when she was 18 17 18 years old yeah on a, you know on a whim and, you know, it's the same way I've kind of lived my life. I joined the Army on a whim. I, I became an actor because I loved it and then came to Los Angeles on a whim. You know, went to Florida State on a whim. All these things, I, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of a gypsy in that way, in a lot of ways. And my mother is exactly the same way. And she's been in love with Los Angeles for so, so long. She always wanted to move here and, and never quite... Push the button to, to force my dad to move us out here, you know. So it's, she loves living vicariously through me. Okay. Out here and yeah, and she's very funny, and I I get my sense of humor from her, and, and she's just she's a, a very nice person, but a, a rod of iron in her spine. Like okay. She's a very strong. Woman. When she
1: brought the hammer down, how did the hammer come? What, oh. How did it manifest? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll tell you a really great example, and I tell this uh, to whenever people get to know me. Um, when I was I think twelve, thirteen years old. You know, we used to go and hang out with my father's uh, family, his my cousins and stuff like that. All boys, you know, most of them were all boys. And one afternoon we were there over at my Tio Jaime's house and we were just hanging out. And my mom came down to kind of tell me it was time to go and, and i was like i don't want to go and my mom's like you're gonna go we have to go it's time is it you can't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do mom who the hell are you mom <laughs> and then out of nowhere like out of nowhere uh, i didn't see it coming it was like rocky when mickey slaps him in the face and rocky too <laughs> it was like that my mom just out of nowhere whack across my face i'm bleeding from my nose she wow. immediately feels terrible she's like oh my because my mom never hit me and she never did after that she just was like I had disrespected her that much in front of everybody. It was that you know, and I'm not yeah. doing it justice. I'm sure I said some other things that were pretty pretty mean, and at that time, you know you're a kid you you're know, just you, you're testing the limits yeah, you really are and and, and you sh- found him. and I really did, <laughs> very strongly and so i I kind of shut up after that and went home yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know i, I found my uh, I found my barrier there <laughs> uh
1: does your mom know what a podcast is?
5: She has an idea. Okay. I, I, think, I don't think she's quite. She calls them shows, right? All right. So she's not a hundred percent sure what I do and and uh, <laughs> what I when I get on these shows or talk about stuff. And um, but she's always she's happy that I'm doing stuff because she knew because like a year ago I was going out of my mind, so restless. Cause stuff wasn't happening as an actor yeah. quite as as consistently as I would have liked. So. When I, started, when I told her I started these things, she's like, oh, well, Johnny, you always like to talk. You're a big talker. You have a lot of opinions. This might be good for you. And so, you know, we went from there. And then when I told her more and more, she's like super excited that I do a lot of stuff and that I'm like kind of finding people, kind of like you, finding people like you, you know, who I can have connections with and talk yeah. about stuff with. And so she's just really happy for me in that way.
1: Awesome. So she just knows that it doesn't really matter technologically what a podcast is. Oh, yeah. I, my son's happy talking.
5: Yes. Basically <laughs> that's it. Yeah. She, she doesn't, she doesn't know the internet or anything no.
1: Have you ever heard your mom swear?
5: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> at my dad usually. <laughs> it was it a regular occurrence. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, my mom is, she, she, she's real uh, stringent about uh, cussing. Like she doesn't really cuss that much. When she did, she was always being fights with my dad whenever that was, you know, couples fight. It was never anything too crazy. And she'd occasionally let a word slip out, but she does not cuss in English. She jokes about it. Like she'll use the word, uh, we can cuss on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she uses the word shit every once in a while. She would, John, you know, and that shit, you know, and she, (laughs) she thinks it's funny that she... and when she says it, we always have a great laugh, you know, you know. So I love that she. I love that she lets that part of her out with me because she can be herself with me. Like, yeah. we kind of progress. We do have the mother and son thing. But also, like, I'm in my 40s. She's in her 70s. Like, we're adults. Yeah, We absolutely. can have that kind of friendship now. Yeah. Okay.
1: But she still only swears when she's angry or or is it a joke? Or does she just kind of pepper her language? Is she...
5: Like... No, I think it's <laughs> only when she's angry every... Really, like, every once in a while. It's kind of... It's so rare. I've, I haven't seen my mom be angry at me in, like, years. Wow. Yeah, it's just... It's been years since I've seen her being angry. But, I mean... You know, with my brother and my sister, I'm sure she has time. Because they live there. Okay. And I think when you see someone a lot, there are times that you can have disagreements yeah. and differences of opinions. So. Way higher odds of swearing <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh,
1: how does your mom feel about Star Wars?
5: Um, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I think – I know she took us – I know she's aware of it as a property, as a saga, <laughs> but I don't it's think – It's one of she, the
1: things you like to talk about. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, my butt – actually, no, this – Actually no, you know Joseph, that's so wrong. My 4-year-old uh nephew is a hardcore Star Wars fan. Oh, okay. Has yet to see any of the films. They only show him snippets of the films, but he is he dressed up as a stormtrooper last year for Halloween and he like loves Darth Vader. So my mother is aware of the characters. She's okay. aware of the property of the franchise in a very uh intimate way because these are the things that my my nephew is into. Okay. And so and my my niece a little bit too, so like so she's like she gets involved in this stuff. She has to learn, she has to know who Yoda is, she knows who Chewbacca <laughs> is. Like when we went shopping for my nephew on Christmas, I bought my nephew this awesome Yoda alarm clock that talks to you. And so she hadn't seen Empire Empire yet. Okay. And but it but I know that's a it's a present for the future. But my mom was like, Oh no, no, he's moving so fast through learning all this stuff, you got to get it for him, you got to get it for him. And so she gets some books and pajamas and clothes that have, like, all Star Wars stuff on it. Yeah, so That's she, cool, like,
1: yeah. Because yeah, I, I think it, there are a lot of people who know Star Wars merely enough to get presents for loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what the context is. I like the idea that there are people out there who don't even know Darth Vader's a bad guy. It's right. Like, you wanted a Helmet Man action figure, right? Is that
5: right? <laughs> the one with the breathing? Hey, let me
1: get that for you. You yeah. wanted the Mean Breathing Man, right? <laughs> oh, he's... He's a murderer? Okay, I didn't know that.
6: (laughs) Zelda, how old are you? Uh, three. Do you guys celebrate Mother's Day? Uh, yeah. Do you and your mom love Star Wars? Yeah. What did your mom give to you? That picture. What's it a picture of? Uh, Rey and BB-8 and and the ships. Did you see Star Wars with your mom? Yeah, it wasn't the... The same Star Wars that first came out. Zelda, who are you playing with right now? Mama. She's pretending to be different, different scary things
1: in Star Wars. Let's let's shoot these lightsabers at her. Actually, that's your Hello Kitty lightsaber.
3: My Hello Kitty lightsaber.
1: Oh, you got
7: me! Now you're dead! <laughs> Yay, we did it! Yay!
6: And now Daddy should be the monster. <laughs> you're the
5: spader. Well, Zelda, I am your father. You're not my father.
1: So you are Sarah Meyer.
6: I am. You are the well done.
1: co-producer of the podcast, I is am. that correct?
6: Yes, I am. I'm
1: so proud of myself.
6: Co-producer. Well, I would <laughs> hope that you'd know that I'm the co-producer. Uh,
1: you're here to talk about your mom, though, right? I am. Can you tell me your mom's full name?
6: My mom's name is Martha Ruth Meyer. Oh, nice. But her maiden name's Swaggert, so she was Martha Ruth Swaggert.
1: Did she use Ruth growing up?
6: I think it was just one of those when she was in trouble things. You oh, know? Okay. Martha Ruth, but, get inside. But Like no. when
1: your dad met her. Her name was Martha, Martha Swaggert. That sounds kind of badass, right? You like think there so? goes Martha Swagger. Martha Swaggart. Yeah.
6: cuz of cuz it sounds like swagger?
1: I think cuz it sounds like swagger. swagger. Yeah. And Martha, I think can sound like a really traditional sort of like safe nice mom yeah, from the yeah. 1930s, <laughs> but also can sound kind of badass. Like yeah. I can't believe that you'd get your ass kicked by a yeah. Martha. And now Martha's a very important name in our culture because of Batman v Superman. Yes. Did you see Batman v Superman? I did not. So you know that the entire plot, spoiler warning, people listening, the entire plot hinges on both uh, Batman and Superman's mothers being named Martha.
6: (laughs) I remember that from, from your bonus podcast about it. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I think as a
1: daughter of Martha, you owe it to yourself to go see Batman v. Superman.
6: So they have a bonding moment?
1: It's the crux of the film.
6: And really, I might be one of the few people that would understand what that's like. So yeah, okay. Yeah, you'll stand up in the theater and yell,
1: I "I have a Martha too. (laughs) My mom is also a Martha. Can I fight crime with you?
6: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So do you have a good relationship with Martha Swaggart?
6: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What
1: is the best or worst piece of advice she's ever given you?
6: She gives lots of good advice. She gives my brother and I similar advice, but it doesn't always apply since he's oh, eleven really? years younger than me. I think eleven years. Yeah, he's a little guy. Well, he's taller. <laughs> he's t- okay, he's six, one, and he's not little. But so he's she my has like brother.
1: one size fits all advice that she gives her children. Yeah. So is it general life advice like be
6: kind? It's or- sort of whatever you're already doing is good. Keep doing what you're doing. You know what you do? It's good. Keep doing that. Is like there... I think what she, whenever we hang up the phone, her goodbye is always carry on or something like that. It's like, <laughs> okay, yes. So I think her advice is just you already are doing whatever you're supposed to be doing.
1: Just follow She's that path. doing it. Lay another stone children. down in the path. Yeah. Is there ever a time where she was like, maybe don't carry on with that?
6: No, I don't think so.
1: Have you tested it? Have you said like, you know what? I'm really into heroin now. And she says, well, carry on.
6: I think she would. I think she would say carry on. I think Not, she, she would know that that might lead to you know some trouble, but that I would get well, back on. There. At least
1: you'll have a really she good know, story yeah. if you ever want to do the yeah. moth story slam. <laughs> carry on.
6: Carry on. <laughs> it will
1: lead somewhere beautiful and special. Uh, so she's never given you bad advice. She's never given you advice where you've been like, I don't trust you, mom. That makes no sense.
6: I don't think so. I don't think so. She's she herself is very very trusting. Okay she would like assume that she could just trust everybody and maybe you couldn't. Okay. And so maybe I would have learned not to take the advice of, yeah, everybody's nice.
1: (laughs) Have you ever wanted her to give you more advice than carry on? Have you come to her with like an actual problem and said, I'm not sure what to do right now. And she says, well, carry on being indecisive. (laughs) (laughs) No, she would say carry on
6: being indecisive. She would would say, I don't know, you know,
1: (laughs) cool. Uh, does your mom know what a podcast is? Yeah. Does she listen to this very podcast? Well, I think she does, okay.
6: yeah. Okay, so I think Martha might hear this. Martha might hear this. Sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes, like, with Twitter and with podcasts, she'll say, I don't have to check Twitter. I don't have to look at it if it's cramping your style. Like, if you don't, if you don't want your mom to be reading what you write or listening <laughs> to what you do, like, that's okay. Just tell me and I'll, you know, back off. So so she's very – she's sensitive to that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's really cool because yeah. she doesn't sound like she's judgmental to begin with. And I think the only reason one wouldn't want their mother to look at Twitter is because they're afraid of having to deal with the conversations that I, it might yeah, create. Yeah, I guess. But I, obviously, if you were like, yep, I'm shooting up tonight, she'd yeah. be like, well, carry, carry on. Carry
6: on. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Retweet. Fave. Exactly.
1: If Martha had superpowers, what kind of superpowers would Martha have?
6: She – is all about literacy. She okay. volunteers at the library, and she's always done volunteer stuff with the school, teaching kids to read. So her superpower would just be like everyone can read. If any, <laughs> if everyone around me can already read, they can now read better and faster and more, and they can now teach people to read. Like she's just she's just like words and writing and sentences just like oozes out of her. So okay. her superpower would just be like we're all more tuned in now too.
1: So, like if Martha was a superhero, like babies would pop out yes, of the womb, yes, yes. reading yes. like war and peace yes. in, fuck it, yep, <laughs> it's yeah. all about words, yes. about ideas. Could your mom beat other moms in a fight?
4: I think she
6: could if she had to, yeah, yeah, I don't I think she would try to get out of it, yeah, I think she would she would she would mediate, she would deescalate.
1: Have you heard Martha swear? Yes, does she swear a lot? No,
6: she doesn't, although. I think she basically never did, okay. and then when I became an adult and I swear a lot, <laughs> I think I've had the the effect on my mother of making her swear more. So okay. she does swear more now than she used to. Okay, and casually, like I do. I'm just like, oh, mom, this fucking thing. And now she, <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, I went to the fucking library and I ran into my. No, she doesn't.
1: your mom says that. No, okay, but well,
6: almost. I
1: think it would be so great if I could hear you have Martha say, "Everyone should fucking read."
6: Okay. All right. All right. Everyone, everyone should just fucking read.
1: <laughs> she sounds so cool.
6: She's so sweet. She's the best. She's the nicest person <laughs> in the world.
1: If you were trying to be the best child that you could, the best daughter of Martha, what would you get her for Mother's Day?
6: Um, God, she hates getting presents. She's one of those things like, don't get me anything. Don't. Okay. So, so the only thing I can ever think to give her is something that'll, you know, that's ephemeral with, you know, like perfume or something you can eat or a ticket to somewhere that'll go away and then never, you know, right. she won't something have to deal go with it away and anymore. Won't clutter so, reality. Yeah. yeah. So something that wouldn't clutter reality. Something would just you would just show her and then it would instantly vanish. So just like <laughs> any beautiful thing you could just put in front of her and say, here's a gift and then it's gone.
1: Would she like it if you flew home, gave her one hug and then left? And that like, your hug's the gift. It's yes. ephemeral. That would
6: be perfect. That would be perfect. <laughs>
1: Would would she be upset that you flew there just to hug her and then walked away, or would she just be like, carry on? No,
6: she'd be like, carry on. That was cool. (laughs) That was great. That was great. She's always sending like good vibes to me and my brother. She's always like, I'm thinking of you. I'm sending you good vibes. So that would just be a good vibe. That would just be like a but a literal.
1: You literally sent her a good good vibe. vibe. Yeah.
6: Bam. Hug. Okay. I'm gone. She would love that.
2: (laughs) She would love that.
1: So Kayla Kagan, what is your mom's name?
2: Carolyn Solomon. Is that her? (laughs) I feel like I, yes, that's her name. That's her full
1: name? Is that, uh, so Carolyn Solomon, and and how does, uh, is Solomon your maiden name?
2: Solomon's my middle name now, and it was my maiden name.
1: Okay, cool, cool. She
2: has her maiden name from her family as well. So she's actually Carolyn Levy Solomon. Okay, Uh, Levy? Yeah.
1: Okay, interesting. Is that like Levy, but said differently, or is Um,
2: it? It's like Levy- but <laughs> not like Levy. No, it's uh, it's a Jewish last name. And, okay. And, yeah. Cool.
1: Do you have a good relationship with your
2: mom? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I would say that um, we respect each other's differences, and and we're both adults. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you have yeah. had disagreements in the past, and you've come to an understanding adult relationship. Is that what I'm hearing? Um,
2: I- No, I think we actually have gotten along really well throughout, but I think just being in an election year, maybe we have differences. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I think, but we we have agreed not to talk about politics this year. Okay,
1: do you know how she's voting?
2: I know the party she's voting in. I don't know who she will vote
1: for. Okay interesting
2: and it's not the same party that i will be voting for
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think most people listening to this podcast can probably guess the parties we're talking about yeah are you going to intervene if it's trump if it's like normal run-of-the-mill republican that you disagree with is that okay you can let that go but then trump you feel like i need i need to say something to my Um, mom
2: i feel like what i say to her is not going to make a difference to her about that so uh i love her and i respect her differences i it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut on to anyone about this stuff right now, but because of her, I will probably just sigh and accept that that's what's going to happen and, and um, look the other way as hard as I can.
1: Do you get good advice from your mom?
2: I have gotten very good advice from my mom.
1: Is there any particular piece of advice that you remember?
2: Actually, the the thing that she used to repeat to me all the time when I was a kid is, whatever you do, be really good at it. Okay. Just get really good at it. And I used to say sarcastically, well, what if I was a prostitute? And she'd <laughs> say, be the best prostitute you can be. So she, I kind of always felt like, I don't know if it's like advice, that's selfless advice or anything like that, but it, it definitely encouraged me to try and stick to things to get better at them. And yeah. And dropping it's, out of things that, if it got too hard, I wanted to drop out of.
1: So, if you told your mom that you were on a podcast about moms, would she know how to find it? Would you um, want to find the it, link,
2: she would find it right away. Okay, like she would click on it and do what it, she needed to do to open it up.
1: Okay, and would she want you to be the best podcast guest oh, possible? Oh
2: yes, oh yes. And then she would probably <laughs> rip on other podcast guests. Like he was nice, but she sounded tired. And...
1: <laughs> Have you ever heard your mom swear? Yes, a lot or just once.
2: Oh no, I mean not once, but she doesn't do the um, rolling.
1: Oh, okay, uh, the rolling swear. So, yeah. yeah, like
2: it wouldn't be multiple adjectives. On. She'd be like, "Oh damn it," you know. Like, okay, there's so there's she there's just
1: there's... she picks one and lands. Uh
2: yeah, and it really oh no 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 if she's in traffic yeah no, okay. if she's in traffic <laughs> in Houston her um her she will lose her mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so I have heard her, and she can get pretty rough on the highways.
1: Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions about your mom, which is extra special because your mom is my mother-in-law.
7: <laughs> yes. You looked at me as though you were asking if that's the right <laughs> it's true. Uh, term, but that is the right That's, term. The, way yeah. works, right? that's the way it works, right? We're married. You're my wife, Sarah mm-hmm. Scrimshaw, mm-hmm.
1: and your mom is my mother-in-law. That is correct. No, I'm not asking questions about my mother-in-law. I'm asking questions about your mom.
7: <laughs> Got it.
1: Do you, do you think of them as two different people?
7: Um, no. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> what is your mom's full name?
7: <laughs> I just had to pause because, because you know how passwords I was used to be like your mother's middle name, your father's middle and name. And you always got name. locked out because you name, don't know name, your mom's like, name. I can't say that in public. <laughs> Are you kidding? I Everyone mean, will get into everything. I don't think anything is my mom's. Um, is your
1: mom's name password? Is that? <laughs>
7: <laughs> 1112345 um my mother's full name right now she is
1: <laughs> is she an international spy
7: <laughs> she is married her name is Nancy Adele Stevenson
1: excellent and what was her maiden name Zimmersheed Zimmersheed do you feel that she traded up on last names
7: i know that she was excited to move up in the alphabet but i think also <laughs> a little bit actually i shouldn't say that i think that she had always felt like maybe she was she was going from a place of notoriety, being a Z, but she was not in her elementary school or high school, I don't remember which. She was not the last one because there was somebody who was like ZU or something. Okay, uh, so, so she, she always felt like she that. was
1: better than one person.
7: Well, I, there's just something about like that, like, oh, you're an S. I, I, I feel like if I've gone a place where growing up as an s because i was a stevenson i'm a scrimshaw i always been an s but i used to be an st and i'm an sc and it's like oh
1: you you moved up in the world
7: i don't know (laughs) i
1: was hoping you'd just say yes (laughs) when i married you i moved up in the world
7: (laughs) well yes and i love the name scrimshaw so it's not so yes
1: yeah so you moved up alphabetically at least i
7: did move up alphabetically at the very least
1: all right do you have a good relationship with your mother i do (laughs) Uh, How would you describe your relationship with your mother?
7: (laughs) That's a horrible
1: question. How is that a horrible question? That's not a gotcha question.
7: I know. I just don't have a good answer answer. for it. We have a good relationship. We like each other, I think, as people. I think we like each other as the mother-daughter relationship. We have a lot of fun. We have good conversations. We can talk about serious things. We can talk about fun things. We can have code words for... if. Days are going badly. Um, what? what? This is the first time hearing of this. <laughs> no, I know. You've heard about them before. Oh, great. Um, at least
1: some of them. What? But, I, well, okay. No. I'm going to push pause. What, <laughs> what are the code words for days?
7: If something that's been going on, that things that are going on in like her life that I know, and she'll be just like, ah, oh, it's been uh, this kind of a day. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. It's like with anybody. Like a, a blue steel
1: day or, or something like that? I,
7: no. Okay. I, so you're not
1: going to share your code. Not, no. you, okay. So you don't want the world... To get these these codes, I don't. <laughs> you don't want the world to have the access codes right, to your to mom's check days. check up on
7: my mother as though they're okay. her daughter.
1: I did not again, expect to have so many security <laughs> issues talking to you <laughs> about your mom. But fair enough, you don't want it. You don't want to say that's fine. I do forget things sometimes, so it's possible that I did know that you had code names for days.
7: Well, not not like code names like. Ugh. uh today's been a ruby tuesday
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: but just like i don't know so you have like,
1: descriptive words for days like this was a real sea salt day whatever that might mean
7: no not even just kind of um like we do have we do have kind of a few codes they're so not even codes they're just things from knowing each you're other spies from- you're
1: just spies <laughs> maybe this is why you like alias so much you're a spy <laughs> Maybe all right. I'll move Can't on. Answer then. this question. What is the best piece of advice your mom's ever given you?
7: She's given me a lot of a lot of good advice, but I think also a lot of good examples. So, oh, not nice, words. is that okay? Yeah. To live life to enjoy it and to enjoy the day to day and not be always working toward the someday in the future I'll be able to enjoy it, but to actually enjoy what you're doing and the people that you're around. I th- I feel like one of the lessons I have learned from her is a true enjoyment of. The people that you are that you fill your life with.
1: Okay, so you can always have a good friend day <laughs> you can. to use That's what right. might be a code.
7: If you're a spy, you need to have people you like around you. <laughs> I had a good friend day.
1: Uh, has your mom given you a piece of weird advice?
7: One of the things that my mother and I share is a love of dancing and a love of musical theater and being in shows together. So there has to be something weird from that. I learned early on that it was important to keep doing bridges to keep oneself flexible
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so your mom taught you in good advice land (laughs) to try to be happy in the moment and then in weird advice literally physically open your body
7: maybe yeah be
1: be a bridge I
7: mean like like she was always a health conscious person and would you know she was would teach dance and is interested in dancing Mm and um (laughs) And Sorry, Mom, if I'm not supposed to say this. Uh, she had an exercise routine that she would do that she had made a mixtape to that she, I don't know how long it was, but she would do when we when I was really little. And I and I think my brother, too, loved doing it with her. And I have really weird associations with small clips of certain pieces of music. But within that, I believe that she did a bridge or else I had just learned how to do bridges at gymnastics and or something. And bridges are just the bending over, bending over backwards, right? And you push yourself up so your, your weight is on your... Um, your hands and your feet, which are not words I should have had to think to remember what they were. But they're a thing that I think some of it is just how you're built. Some people can do them easily. Some people have a hard time with it. Yeah. Obviously, as you get older, I think that's a thing that goes away. And it's a thing that you may recall not that long ago, I was at the end of a long, stressful day. I thought I should do a bridge and could barely do it. And that was very disturbing to me because I was stressed and tight and was like, oh no, I can't lose this thing. That's almost like a Based part of me like being able to do a cartwheel Um, but then the next morning I could do it just fine so it was more about the tiredness of the day. Uh,
1: I think I know the answer to this. Does your mom know what a podcast is? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Is she gonna listen to this very podcast do you think? When I put out on social media where where she kindly follows and supports me Mm -hmm. do you think she's gonna see a podcast about moms I'm oh, listening to that. She'll
7: definitely listen to it. Hi, Mom.
1: Okay, great. Then I'm excited <laughs> to have this next follow-up question. Have you ever heard your mom swear?
7: Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I think when I was little, I heard her say "damn" in reference to, like, a dam that's holding up water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and only when you were little and she thought you couldn't hear.
7: Well, no, like we were talking about, like, I think it... We were singing a song about the Grand Coulee Dam. Um. <laughs> and did you think it was swearing at the time? No, I knew it wasn't. But I think I remember thinking like, oh, that's so weird. And here I am. I'm saying damn in front of my mother. And she's saying damn, But we're talking about the Grand Coulee Dam. And that's like an actual physical piece of in- infrastructure.
1: OK. If your mom was a superhero, what do you think her powers would be?
7: Mm, something to do with tap dancing. <laughs> do
1: you like, think that she would be able to somehow uh, defeat well, crime through tap I dancing?
7: Do. I think she would be able to tap dance and affect the vibrations of people so that so that their anger would lessen oh they would vibrate into like their auras would fixate um, into happiness or not even happiness but calm and more than anything reasonableness so i think (laughs) uh, it's like if people like say like people are having an argument it's getting heated she'd be able to come up maybe near them or else maybe like around the corner she'd be like up on the roof tap dancing and like it would diffuse the situation
1: that's amazing to picture that something as frenetic as tap dancing <laughs> could calm everyone,
7: or, or just diffuse.
1: Diffuse. Yeah. You know, everybody I'm interviewing about their mothers. This one's a little unfair since I'm you know I'm mother. pretty familiar yeah. with with <laughs> my mother-in-law, and now I'm seeing that they are indeed the same person. <laughs> she's not. She's not leading a double <laughs> I don't life.
7: Actually, have two mothers: one who's my mother, and one who's your mother-in-law.
1: Now I'm going to be suspicious that when she's tap dancing, it's Morse code. <laughs> for spy purposes (laughs) that you are i'm sitting here with a man named jte yes i am a man your man your name is jte josh the engineer nice sometimes just jt sometimes Sometimes, josh tapia yeah can you tell me your mom's full name
4: yes donna lee tapia
1: this is awesome because I've been asking a lot of people this question, doing these little mini interviews, mm-hmm. and everybody says their mom's name kind of the same way. They say it slowly and delicately, yeah. with respect.
4: Part of it was I was trying to remember her middle name, but I <laughs> did remember it,
1: so I'm happy so, with that. So, well, Donna Lily, did you say? Lee. Donna Lee. And well, Like Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> and uh, is your mom and dad still together? Yes. Awesome. Do you have a good relationship with your mom?
4: Yeah. You know, she's always, all my sisters always say, you're her favorite. Oh really? I have two sisters, and I was the first born, so I I don't want to say there was a little favoritism, but there was. She she likes me a little bit more.
1: Now, how does that express itself now that you're adult? <laughs>
4: yeah, she calls me all the time. <laughs> she just called me before we start taping. <laughs> um, I don't call as much as I probably should. It's just the LA life. I'm yeah. always busy. Like you know, because you know, once you call your mom, it's not going to be a quick call. No. It's going to be a it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of an ordeal.
1: Do you have a hard time getting her off the phone? once you start it's over
4: i'm at that point now where i'll just be like i gotta go
1: (laughs) and does she respect that yeah
4: she respects that she's like okay yeah okay i understand she knows what i'm doing out here um but when i do talk to her it's always she just wants to know what's going on what's life call me always ends with why don't you call me more (laughs) so it's i I try not maybe i'll call her because i feel guilty but if i didn't if i called her more i want to feel guilty it's a crazy cycle we live in. Oh,
1: I, I understand that cycle very, very well. Does she know what a podcast is?
4: She's actually fairly good at like following what I do. Okay. Um, at first, she did it. Yeah, because you're um, in the
1: a niche pocket world, and the people yeah. who know it, it's huge, and there are huge numbers there. But in For the sure. kind of media world we live in, if you don't pay attention to that part of the media yeah. world, you don't know about this otherwise huge thing.
4: Yeah, she told me like she, she won't really listen to it on iTunes or anything, but she, okay. if I always try to make my podcast available. On some form on yeah. YouTube and that's where she'll go find it right she'll always sometimes she'll text me like what's the name you know what's the link or something <laughs> like that and her might she'll make my dad watch it I'm sure he doesn't want to but she probably sits and goes oh let's watch your son say some stuff about movies that we don't know uh, but yeah she's been really good about it uh, she doesn't listen to everything I do okay um, but she, when I talk about something she'll go out and she'll try to find it
1: so, does she watch the movies that you talk about? Because your main <clears throat> podcast is JTE Movie Thinks, yes, right? And you movies. talk about movies. Yep. And then you appear on Screen Junkies sometimes, right? Yep. With big movie fights uh, movie and that. Movie
4: fights so, and some of our other shows that's... on the Plus Network.
1: Yeah. So, does your mom watch those? They're, those are on uh, YouTube. She, lo-
4: she doesn't watch much of them on Screen Junkies. I think I've only been on Movie Fights twice so far. And a lot of the stuff I am on during their Plus, you have to... Be a You're member right. of the Plus. But she does. And your mom's not going to pay for that. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, But she loves watching, uh, we do this thing called the schmodown Down. Oh, right, we the do these trivia, trivia battles. battles. Yeah. She was really, my whole family really got into that, watching me go up against other people, and they love watching that. So, like, yeah, she gets into it.
1: Now, did she ever give you any advice about your <clears> media <throat> career? Did she say, hey, you should have said fewer swear words or man no. you were really wrong about winter soldier or things like that. No,
4: no, she's not really. <laughs> she honestly she hasn't given me like I hear some mothers are very tell you do this do that. Yeah. They're all pretty much y'all you know, she's been pretty positive. I think when I first started I was a little bit more. I didn't project as much, okay, because I was not used to being on a mic on a first show, right? So I was always like too low. I remember when – this was like years ago when I first started on Sheryl's. No, she's like you need to speak up more, which I'm much better at now. I can actually, <laughs> I actually am like you know, I have my microphone voice on. Yeah. Um. So, but overall, no, she's been super supportive. Like I've never had her say why are you wear this, you know, why did you say this? She's been really cool about. It.
1: Did she ever give you any bad advice when you were growing up?
4: No, man. I she's given me a lot of great advice. <laughs> One of the things my mom always told me growing up was there's always somebody who has it worse off than you. And you should be grateful for what you have. Nice. And I took that at a young age. And to this day, I still use it. A lot of people say, why are you? I've never seen you in like a bad mood. I've never really seen you like depressed or anything (laughs) like that. And it comes down to the point where I was like, what do I have to be depressed about? There's people out there that can't eat, can't have a roof over their head. I'm like, look where I'm doing. Look where I am. There's no reason for me not to be happy.
1: Cool. So you have a very kind and supportive mom. She yes. gave you a great outlook. Mm-hmm. Could she beat other moms in a fight, though?
4: Depends on another mother, I guess. What's the tale of the tape? <laughs> um, you know what? I feel like my mom. If she gets really mad, she'll stand up for people. And um, I just don't know about fisticuffs. She's, yeah, she's not very strong.
1: Okay. <laughs> Is she good at manipulating the environment? You know, could she use the environment to her, to her no, benefit? No, she's
4: always she's always falling and hurting her ankle <laughs> or her wrist. Like, she called me one year, like, a year ago. She fell down, like, a flight of stairs in South America. And I was like, how would you fall down a flight of stairs? It was, like, three steps. And she, like, hurt her ankle bad. I was like, God. Every time I talk to her, she's always tripping or falling. So I think she might – I'm hoping wherever she does fight, it's like a map yeah. and nothing around. Because <laughs> I think the other opponent might have an advantage stuff around.
1: Now, does she have a good attitude like she taught you to do? Is she like rolling downstairs oh, yeah. in South Africa going, well, it could be worse. <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this could be 20 steps instead of 10. Um, no, yeah, she's very positive. I think that's where I get a lot of my... I would say she got more bad moods than I do. Um, only because life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> hard. parents, you know, three kids... They, you know, my mom worked. She was a full-time teacher. Uh, okay. I think there were times where, like, she the kids she taught were just the worst as kids in school could be. Yeah. And sometimes she'd be in bad moods and stuff. When it came to the serious stuff, like anything really bad happening, she was always very much positive. Cool. The little stuff is what would bother her, but it would only be for a short amount of time.
1: Have you ever heard her swear? Does she swear?
4: She doesn't swear very much. Um, very rarely. And I used I went to that you know right in the middle of high school after high school phase where you just start swearing all the time. <laughs> like, I'd be playing like Sega Genesis or NBA 2K on my PS1, and I'd be sail- you know, swearing like a sailor. And I'd be in my room with my friends playing games, and she would just yell, stop swearing. <laughs> and it got to the point where I didn't realize I was swearing. Okay. It was so second nature to me.
1: You weren't even that upset, right? I, it I was wasn't. Just...
4: Even, I wasn't I was, my swearing was never really out of anger. Okay. My swearing was just like, oh, I can't I missed that fucking shot. And yeah. Yeah, my mom would just always be like, Josh, you swear so much. And it was like, really? I don't realize it. Maybe because was, Eminem was big at the time. <laughs> like, I was listening to a lot Did of bad rap. Did you yell
1: that back at your mom? Like, not as much
4: as Eminem. Yeah, no. It was just like, I think it was just, I was, you know, discovering movies like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. I was just in that young... Those are
1: swearing tutorials. Yes, yeah.
4: exactly. At Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, man. Yeah. Casino. <laughs> That's just the time I was in. I was young and immature, and I swore a lot. I don't do it as much now.
1: Could you do an impression of your mom?
4: Well, first of all, I'm horrible impressions. <laughs> She sounds like so normal. She doesn't have like an accent or anything. She's very okay. vanilla
1: well, when it comes to voice. Like, you Just give it a shot. Have her say uh, you're doing a very good job on Joseph's podcast.
4: I listened to your podcast. You did a very good job. <laughs> that sounded more like, I don't know who that was.
1: It's <laughs> <That's laughs> like very supportive Joe Pesci yeah, maybe. me thinking <laughs> of
4: doing my mom freaks me out. Let's be honest with
1: you. <laughs> So, Claudia, what is your mom's full name?
0: Shirley Ann Pena Dolph.
1: Cool. And what is your relationship with your mom? Do you have a good relationship, a mixed relationship, a bad relationship? I have a great relationship with my mom. Awesome. Awesome. Is there, what, what is good about it?
0: I guess what's good about it now is <laughs> I, mean, I, fe- I have felt a lot of guilt over the years because I was, I mean, like I was kind of an asshole kid. And give her a hard time. I'm just very stubborn and, uh, you know, had a lot of opinions and emotions. And now that we can be friends and we chat and we talk and we check in with each other, you know, she's my tiny little mom she's a tiny little lady. Is she physically tiny? She's physically tiny. She's five feet tall. I'm 5'10". So she's my little pocket-sized mom. (laughs) Uh,
1: What's the best piece of advice your mom ever gave you?
0: I don't know if there's necessarily been one piece of advice, but she she definitely has led by example. I mean, she she works hard. She works hard to provide for her family. She's all about education she's a teacher she's a vice principal so she's just learn 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 okay she grew up in the projects she got herself out of there you know is living a happy successful life now is there any
1: specific example any specific moment you especially you said you were an asshole kid and then you got better was there a moment in your adult life where you realized oh my mom kicks ass because of something she did
0: yeah i mean i i just realized you know we didn't have a lot of money growing up and i and i i got to an age where i was able to go oh wow she did an awful lot to provide for us like we were always dancing okay so there were things that she had to completely give up so we could have our dance classes
1: does your mom know what a podcast is
0: um i'm not sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you tried to explain it to her how hard do you think the conversation would be
0: Uh, I don't think it'd be too hard. You know, part of her job is as a vice principal is that she has to constantly go to these different conferences. So whether it's on social media or how this works and how this works. So she's a pretty smart lady. And I don't know if she actually listens to any podcasts. Yeah, But, you know, I don't think it would be too hard. But she grasped the concept. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Good.
1: (laughs) Have you ever heard your mom swear?
0: No oh
1: no no. uh uh, now why is she so not swearing
0: well she's very christian and very conservative and you know she she is an example she doesn't want to cause anybody else to fall so she you know doesn't drink doesn't swear if i said crap she would lose her mind
1: if you got to hear your mom swear i love it what word would you want to hear her swear
0: even if she said just like Oh shit, or something like that, <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: W- would you want anything to instigate it?
0: Probably be something I I would not have done, but or that you had there, done, or yeah, <laughs> you
1: I'm put sure, your hand to your heart, yeah. like you would you would take real pride <laughs> yeah, in getting it, it your mom to say, "Oh shit, that's awesome."
6: <laughs> what's your mom's name? Tanya. Uh, what's
5: she like? Um, she's great, um, smart, beautiful, wonderful mom.
0: The best thing about my mom is that. Whenever you spend time with her, you automatically, like, leave being a better person. Like, you can't not spend time with my mom without coming away better.
6: If your mom was a superhero, what would her superpower be?
5: Seeing through people. Her outfit would probably be uh, with a pot of tea. So she would sit down with someone, give them a, uh, some tea, and then and then see through them. Like, they'd get predisposed to her.
7: What would her superpower be? Probably the closest thing I can think of is being uh, some sort of ninja of some sort. So she's still does taekwondo and uh yeah so she still practices various kinds of martial arts
6: does she have like a mama bear instinct could she take another mom in a fight if she had to (laughs) no not really she's pretty small so yeah oh yeah whenever okay my mom is like that mom where like
0: she's so kind and so sweet until like you push her last button and then she's like gone
6: (laughs) does she give good advice she does what's the best advice she ever gave you put my marriage first and my kids after. When I bought my first car, she wouldn't let me drive it home, so she drove it home so she put all the windows down and she cranked up this like Christian rap music and she like jammed all the way through down our market street and I was so embarrassing. Um,
0: My mom, she's probably like, she's probably the greatest mom in the world. She always taught me to be independent and so I thank her for that and she's like go do whatever the fuck you want, kid. And, but don't be stupid, okay?
6: Do you celebrate Mother's Day? Uh, Yes. Does your mom ever make you laugh? Rarely.
1: I am sitting here with the Obsessed podcast co-producer Sarah Meyer, and now she is going to ask me about my mom because that seems fair. It does seem fair. Yeah.
6: What is your mom's full name, Joseph? <laughs> uh,
1: sorry, the sensitive way you said Joseph delighted me. Uh, my mother's name is Patricia Josephine Scrimshaw. Josephine. Josephine, yep. Your
6: name is Joseph. I noticed maybe a correlation there. Yes, uh,
1: and I was also delivered at St. Joseph's Hospital by a doctor named Joseph. So I don't think my parents really picked my name. I think they're just like, the universe wants this.
6: <laughs> Your name was thrust upon you. Yeah. But why is her name, her middle name Josephine?
1: Her grandmother, my, my great-grandmother's name was Josephine.
4: Okay. So that's so this why goes she back.
1: A, yeah. This goes yeah. way back. Yes. So there's always been some sort of feminine version of me in the family. I think I'm the first male, Joseph. But you're yeah, sure line. there's
6: a feminine version of you within you somehow. Oh, too, yeah. Right? I, I think
1: so. Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty clear. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> the most masculine guy ever.
6: <laughs> maybe And maybe there's a feminine version of you out there anyway. There's a doppelganger. Oh, a, a lady. Fem- me? Fe- I would love to be a lady, me. Femme doppelganger. <laughs> Do you have a good relationship?
1: I think so. My mom's an odd person. I think so. I think so. Okay. My mom's an odd person who likes a lot of validation. And sometimes, especially since I've moved to Los Angeles, it doesn't feel like there's any way I can possibly give her enough validation. So, like, sometimes when I call her, the majority of our phone call will be discussing how we should stay in touch. And eventually I'll get annoyed and say, but you know that's why I called you, right? So, obviously, we are in touch.
6: We are definitively in touch. Yeah,
1: so sometimes, so that's why I say I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. Because I have to spend a lot of time saying, yep, this is good, right?
6: Would she say it's good?
1: She would just say, well, I, you know I love you and I miss you very much. And I talked to her just as much yeah. as when I did in, when I lived in Minneapolis. Yeah. I've lived in Los Angeles for two years now and I've maybe seen her and my dad two or three times less than I would have had I still lived in the same city as them. So, so I don't actually really? see them less yeah. and I call them more. So really they traded up by me moving to Los Angeles.
6: But what would, let's role play for a second. You're your mom now.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm my mom now.
6: Do you have a good relationship with your son, Joseph.
1: Well, I hope
6: so. <laughs> I didn't mean... I meant role play in the sense of like, say what she would That's feel. That was her. You don't oh, say that, it in like, her voice. Okay. But that was cool. Thanks. I felt like it maybe held you back a little bit because you were worried about how it would sound.
1: Well, so. I think... Uh, I'm trying to think of honestly what how she would respond. I think she thinks that it is a good relationship but always fears that it will suddenly become not a good relationship. I think she always lives in terror that it will suddenly fall apart.
6: And how would that happen in her, in her mind? I don't know. She just worries a lot. You're just going to stop loving her all of a sudden. You're just yeah. going to wake up one morning and you're going <laughs> to say, you know what? I don't need my family anymore. I'm never going to call.
1: Yeah. So that's what is, she it, thinks. I'm yeah. not saying that's what's going to happen. No, I'm saying in her mind. It, it, in fairness to her, both my mother and father have had lots of difficulties with their extended family over the years. Uh-huh. They've had really good relationships, but they've also had like problems and they've had falling out yeah. and things like that. So I think... They're always concerned that there's going, that that's a possibility in family, that a big falling out is possible. But like my, I have an older brother and then it's my mom and my dad. And for the most part growing up, that, that was it. We that's saw our it. extended family sometimes. Yeah. We saw one, uh, we saw my maternal grandmother a little bit. But for the most part, it was just, yeah. just us. And we've had our problems, but we've never been like, nope, we're not speaking anymore. So I think there's just always that possibility that it yeah. could happen. That concerns her.
6: That makes sense. Just a tiny little insecurity, maybe. Yeah. Does she give you good advice?
1: Well, she did when I was young. Like, I remember her sitting me down. We lived in northern Minnesota. We lived in Brainerd, which is a a relatively small town. And then when I was four years old, we moved to Portland, Oregon. And so I was starting to see uh, different people. And I remember her, like, sitting me down on the porch and saying, now you used to only see people with a different skin color on Sesame Street, <laughs> but they're not just TV people. People with different colored skin are real, and they're no different from us. And you should never ever think people wow. are different between like so like, a lot of great motherly things. Yeah. Um, I think I remember when I was relatively young, she got in a fight with a doctor about medical issues because the doctor was being like a jerk to me, and I remember her turning into Mama Bear and making fun of him and. Yeah, so I mean she'd done a lot of like demonstrated good yeah. motherly uh instincts in that. The weird thing now is she doesn't really stay caught up with the 21st century and she <laughs> wants to know what's going on with me, but there are things like, well, I ran I did a Kickstarter to self-publish a book and I'm advertising it on my podcast and she has no idea what any of those words mean. And I did get frustrated with her a couple of years back yeah. and said, like I need you to learn some things about the 21st century because otherwise my life is incomprehensible to you
6: but couldn't you just sort of translate it back to the 20th century and just say look i the book she understands uh-huh. so I went to this i went to the I went out to the street and I solicited funds uh for my book uh-huh. you know what a book is and then I promoted it <laughs> and then I promoted it with a zeppelin that i hung a banner from and then she's like oh all right i get it it's the same thing can't you just say it in those terms
1: uh i can but it's a pain to say everything in those terms
6: well what does she think a podcast is
1: she gets the general idea that it is a radio show that you can listen to any old time but the idea that's right yeah but like going to the computer and getting it and or having it on a mobile device that would blow her mind.
6: Well you said um that when she was becoming a mama bear and defending you from a bad doctor, she made fun of him? Is that what she said?
1: Yeah. So
6: does she use humor as a as a way of defending her loved ones?
1: Yes, she has a good she has a really good sense of humor and there's always been a, a sense yeah. of humor around our family. Yeah. My mom really loves the Bill Murray movie What About Bob? <gasps> but could not for years so... remember the title. So she would make up various titles of like <laughs> what's the deal with bob where did bob go how is bob's thing doing Hi, hey bob what's wrong like she couldn't remember the title but she loved that movie and loved that kind of quirky strange yeah. humor
6: and it's clear what that means if if anybody said hey that movie hey bob what's going on i would know <laughs> we would know exactly what that would refer
1: to yeah exactly Absolutely. as long as it's got bob in it you know oh yeah it's that one
6: well it sounds like I'm gonna ask you if she was a superhero, what would her superpower be? But it already sounds like she's got like this humor weapon. Like she can just whip out and just be like, Stay away from my son. <laughs> like, make fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Or so, not, or go somewhere completely else different with
1: her. Uh let's see. Um, I think uh her superpower she would be able to amplify her worries into actual visions. So like every time that she would be worried about something like if uh, if someone she loves is dead in a ditch, she would actually be able to picture ditches everywhere and see, nope, it's fine. So it would be a good superpower. Oh, It'd be reassuring. Oh, oh, oh. She it wouldn't be super valuable in fighting crime, but she would be able to tell. She would be able to have visions of where bad things aren't happening. <laughs> that it does. <laughs> so sound she'd valuable. be like, uh, I'm worried about. There's going to be a bank robbery, and then she'd just see a bank and go like, Nope, it's just <laughs> people getting small business loans. Everything's fine,
6: unless there was a robbery. Yeah, and then she would detect it.
1: Yeah. But the, I think the point of the superpower is that her, her fears would not be validated. Yeah. She has too many fears. She
6: has too many fears. So your superpower can, can be something that helps you, I guess. I didn't, I really yeah,
1: I'm just being that. judgmental and yeah. saying the superpower that I would like my mother
6: to have. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does your mom think about Star Wars and how you feel about oh, Star Wars?
1: She loves Star Wars in this very specific way of... I don't know that she has watched the films in years. I know that she saw them with me in the theaters when I was very young. I don't think she ever saw the prequels. But she knows them as just a huge part of my existence since I was an infant. When The Force Awakens was ramping up, she was excited, not for herself, but because she knew I would be really excited about it. So all the Star Wars coverage she was really interested in.
6: Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. There
1: is a radio show host in... Minneapolis who is around my age who talks about pop culture stuff Mm -hmm. and my mom is really excited because she feels like oh that guy understands all the stuff that my son likes which is nice but then when I talk to her Instead of asking me how I feel, she'll just tell me how the radio show host in Minneapolis feels. And I'll be like, uh huh. Well, you could, you could ask me how I, (laughs) and I did get cranky at one point about The Force Awakens because she was telling me about like some box office predictions that she'd heard from this guy on the radio. And I had to be like, mom, I know you don't quite understand this, but I host one podcast, I host one YouTube show all about Star Wars. (laughs) I am an expert on box office predictions for Star Wars, so let me tell you. (laughs) And then she listened. But sometimes I have to get a little little bit like, no, 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 listen.
6: And she wants to give you something. Like, that's the thing. Moms want to to give their children something. So she's giving you what she knows about Star Wars. Right. take it.
1: Okay, well, that's nice. Don't you think? Yeah, I should be That's not
6: necessarily a good thing. It is a good thing. Well, of course, I mean, it's good. It is a good thing that she wants to share. Yeah. 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 What about um, any other obsessions that you have? What does she think about them?
1: I think she knows that I am obsessive just as a quality. Mm -hmm. Because she has been bringing that up more, I think, rationalizing for herself why she should be supportive of me being in Los Angeles. Because she has been saying a lot in our phone calls lately, well, you're tenacious and that's good. And she says it like that with that tone of like... Well, I have to accept you, you, ever since you were young, you just wouldn't let things go. And there's <laughs> a bit of pride a little, and yeah. a bit of judgment in it. Yeah. Of, and I mean, that's part of the reason I do a podcast called Obsessed is because yeah. I have that in my personality. You're like, right. if I like something, I'm really going to like it a lot.
6: And she, that's funny, though. Like, she sees it. She She created it. <laughs> yeah her monster.
1: Yes. And she is very tenacious, too. She yeah. doesn't really recognize it because she gets tenacious about weird things. But yeah, she went back to school. She went back to college when I was in second grade and then got a master's degree and got straight A's. Wow. So she's got this part of, in yeah. her that is like me, that is very obsessive and very tenacious. And right now she's not expressing that a lot. But I think she recognizes it in me, which is maybe why she has a little bit of ambiguity toward it. (laughs)
6: That makes sense. Is she obsessed with anything now? Not obsessive, but obsessed with any particular...
1: She gets obsessed with, like, her media friends. Like, back in the day, she got obsessed with the O.J. Simpson trial when that was being broadcast. Um, And then she will latch on to specific radio show hosts. Yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, the way she liked media was obsessive. Like, I think now it is normal that you make media a part of your identity. Like, people have it in their Twitter bios, like, this is part of who I am. I'm a plumber, and I like Star Trek. That's yeah, who yeah, I am. Yeah. But I don't think it used to be that way. But when I was very young, she was like that about the sitcom All in the Family. Huh. Like, All in the Family was a part of who she is. Like, if I thought about my mom. I was like, well, she's this tall, she likes the color blue, and All in the Family. That's wow. So I hadn't really thought about it like that. But she was obsessive about media before it was cool.
6: Was she Edith? Or was she interested in the dynamic of that? family like how, what she was it?
1: liked the social commentary i think yeah. she really liked the example of uh archie bunker as somebody who had a good heart and wanted to be a good human yeah. but was uh saddled with all of these ideas of what we would refer to now as toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah of I am the elf. I am the head of the family. I must be right. I'm truly scared of change. I'm scared that I don't hate people because I hate them. I'm really scared of change and I can't deal with it and I don't know emotionally how to deal with it. And I think that she probably saw some of the unintentional small mindedness of growing up in a small town in Archie Bunker and saw people trying to deal with it. And then she just knew people like the character of Mike, Stivic Meathead, the son-in-law, she knew uh, human beings like that hmm. because that was her age group.
6: Did she do, could she do an Edith Bunker impression?
1: Yeah, she she does impressions every once in a while. They're not exactly spot on. <laughs> okay, so you, why
6: don't you do an impression of your mom doing an impression of Edith Bunker?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, any of Edith's.
6: All I remember is that she just says Archie in that funny way, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, and I think my mom would just say it like herself. Like,
6: oh, Archie! <laughs> Yeah. Any other impressions that your mom did that you can do?
1: <laughs>
6: do an impression of your mom, doing an impression of you, doing an impression of your mom.
1: Say that again.
6: I don't know what I said. You didn't know said. what she said? No, do yeah. an impression of your mom's impression of you.
1: Oh, wow. How would my mom do an impression of me? She would criticize me for being too short. Not uh, physically in height, <laughs> but for being <laughs> too say. clipped or angry in my speech. Because uh, my mother does the Minnesota goodbye. Do you know about the Minnesota goodbye?
6: I don't. Is that where you can just never actually say it?
1: It's when you never actually leave. So like if you're at a party for two hours, (laughs) about an hour in, somebody (laughs) will start saying goodbye and it will take them a full fucking hour to leave after the first goodbye. (laughs) And many, many Minnesotans do it. And many Minnesotans are deeply annoyed by it. And she does it a little bit on the phone of. Where I will call and say I need to leave to like go do a right, show right. in a half an hour. I have so forty five minutes ahead of that, I'll say like, well, I should start wrapping up. Yeah. And then if she doesn't let me go because she's still saying goodbye for a while, I will get short. Yeah. With her, and I think that's probably what she would make fun of me for being like, well, you don't have to be so clipped. You don't have to say, yep, I miss you too.
6: <laughs> so that was you did it. That was yeah. your impression of your mom doing. All right. Your impression of me. Well yeah. Done. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah.
1: My um, mom would be proud, maybe.
6: I'm sure she's proud.
1: Oh, she is. She is. She's proud of me.
6: Does she swear?
1: If she swore uh, in a very typical Minnesotan fashion, she mm-hmm. would hold it in for a little while and then there would be a lovely little fountain of profanity.
6: <laughs> like creative profanity or just like just pretty efficient F-bombs and efficient. That's good. You don't want to waste time.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Nothing wasted. Use all parts of the swear word. <laughs>
6: Um, If you were trying to be the best child ever, what would you get your mom for Mother's Day?
1: An unlimited phone call. I would set aside time where the first part of the phone call would be, you get to decide when this phone call ends. Because I don't think, maybe once or twice, she, my parents, this will go somewhere, trust me. My parents are, they're (laughs) not, they're not resistant, but you're interviewing me, so I want to be polite. (laughs) Uh, My parents are, they're not resistant to change, they're just slow to adopt it, which is what the 21st century problem is. Yeah, yeah. And that has always been the truth since I was a kid. Like, my brother had to get a part-time job and buy our first VCR, because they were just like, do we need a VCR? And my brother was like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) yes, we need a VCR. And then once they had it, they loved it. Yeah. So along those same lines, my brother got them all set up with Netflix about five years ago. And then like, oh, oh, okay. So that is one of the things my mom and I will talk about. I would give her suggestions, like I I convinced her to watch Mad Men because she was like, I'm not sure about that show. And then she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So the only time on a phone call that she has ever wrapped up is because she was anxious to watch something on Netflix. Oh. The only did you know time that? that she has ended when the phone call herself voluntarily has been when she just really wants to see what's gonna happen to Jack Bauer on twenty four.
6: What Mother's Day present could you get her that would just she would hate? She and would, hate enough that she would actually tell you.
1: You know, my mom is pretty great that way. She likes anything that comes from me is something that reminds her of me. Yeah. And she likes that. So, like, I'll get her, like, I got her a coffee mug that has the logo for the Arclight Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to her and said, I'm giving this to you because my wife and I go here a lot and we really, really enjoy it. And I want you to have something where you can picture I'm having a fun time in Los Angeles. And that's the kind of thing she likes. If I just got her like a rag and said, this is a part of a costume I wore in a show once and it means a lot to me. Here's a rag. She'd be like, oh, that's cool. No, I don't know if course. she'd put it out or anything, but yeah. she'd be happy with it. So I'd have to get her something just That didn't have horrific. anything
6: to do with you. Yes. Here's a rag.
1: <laughs> here's an actual here's a rag. a rag that I don't care about. Yeah, I would have to get her an actual insult like, here's a rag I found on the side of the freeway. <laughs>
6: And I hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't even have him, I don't even have neutral I have
1: no feelings about this rag. I have no emotional connection to it. I There's probably it. broken glass in it. Happy Mother's Day.
5: You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.
1: Siri, find my mom.
5: I don't see mom in your
6: contacts. What is your mother's first and last name?
1: Benedict Cumberbatch.
7: There's no one in your contacts matching Benedict
1: Cumberbatch. I don't care. Just call Benedict Cumberbatch.
7: I don't see Benedict in your contacts. Should I look for locations by that
1: name? Yes. Find Benedict Cumberbatch, who is my mom. Looking. Here's what I found on the web for Find Benedict Cumberbatch, who is my mom. These are all crappy things that I don't want, Siri. Find my mom.
7: Here's what I found on the web, for these are all crappy things that I don't want Siri find my
1: mom. Siri, just say something nice to me like you're my mom. Who, me? Yes, you, Siri. Comfort me.
7: That's what I figured.
1: That wasn't comforting, that was judgmental.
7: Our relationship works best when you say things to me.
1: I just said something to you. You're not a good listener.
7: It's just you and me, Joseph.
1: Look, Siri, could you just say... Happy Mother's Day.
5: Wait. Mother's Day isn't today. It's on May 8th.
1: God damn it, Siri.